You're listening to Filtered Perceptions, a podcast that unravels our complicated perceptions about success and achievement by sharing unfiltered stories of growth and grace. My name is Siobhan John, and join me as I go behind the scenes of our social media highlight reels to share honest and relatable truths about creating a life that feels great for you instead of one that looks great to others. This is your host, Siobhan John, and I'm really excited. We are at the final episode of season one, Uh, but don't worry, we will be back. I will be back. Season two is already underway in terms of preparation, and I cannot wait to continue to bring more stories about unraveling perceptions of success and how we can cultivate more well-being and wellness in our lives. Now, In today's episode, I wanted to talk about essentially unraveling the perceptions that we have about self-care and more specifically, how to put more self into self-care. And what I mean by that is that ultimately, when we think about self-care, the word itself has become, I guess, commodified. It's on one hand, I'm really excited to see that there's this huge wave of interest and excitement and more focus on wellness and well-being. But on the flip side of that, there is a lot of focus on things in terms of what we should be buying, what we should be putting on our body, uh, where we should be attending, like in terms of like going in terms of trips and all of those things. Like this is not a podcast to bash any of that because self-care is very much multi-layered. But ultimately, I think what we don't focus enough on is that self-care is really about caring for oneself. And A big part of that is cultivating a strong sense of self-awareness to understand what you actually need for yourself in the first place. So today's podcast is really about talking about what does it mean and how can we start to begin to put more self into self-care. And by that, it's how can you start learning to tap more into you And what are some activities that can help you in doing that? So before we begin, um, just a recap for anyone who is new to me. um, I am really passionate about well-being and amplifying the message that your ambition doesn't have to come at the expense of your own wellness and well-being. And I'm really passionate about this because I know firsthand what happens when you don't put your health front and center. Um, Throughout the years, I've experienced burnout um, within my career, also as an entrepreneur. But I consider those moments uh, to be a blessing because they've been a catalyst for me to be a voice that counters the pervasive narrative that we have to be productive 24-7, that we have to experience all of this hardship, and that we have to collapse under the pressure of the high expectations that we put on ourselves. So before we start talking about, um, I have a couple of tips that I want to share. Let's maybe talk a little bit about what is self-care like as I mentioned before there's so many multi-layered definitions about what it is what it isn't um, 
And it really can feel like a catch-all term. But ultimately, the reason why that is is because it can mean different things to different people. But in its most simplest terms, self-care is really described as care for oneself. So it encompasses all of the things that you do to yourself, do for yourself to maintain your physical, emotional, social, financial, spiritual well-being. So sometimes it's the more challenging things that happen behind the scenes that you don't see on a Pinterest board. Um, Self-care, sometimes it looks like learning how to say no. It's having difficult conversations. It's having the courage to ask for help. Self-care is learning how to be more self-compassionate and extending your self-grace during challenging times. But most of all, Self-care requires us to be committed, and I consider it to be a discipline and a way of life. And I think that one of the reasons why self-care becomes a challenge for a lot of us is that we treat it as something that's like an item on our to-do list versus it being a way of being. So here are a couple of tips that I want to share. I have four tips, five tips actually on how we can start putting a lot more self, more of ourselves into our self-care. So let's get started. So tip number one is to surrender to imbalance. Now, this is a phrase that was coined by an entrepreneur that I admire by the name of Devin Brooks. And It is essentially a call to action to remember that work-life balance does not exist. A lot of times we put so much pressure on ourselves to be able to manage so many different things and we fall into this trap of comparing ourselves to other people and seeing how much they seemingly have everything all together. And that's a big reason why this podcast exists. It allows us to unravel those pressures that we put on ourselves and surrender to imbalance is a perfect way of summing up why that's important and basically it's calling us to recognize that instead of striving to give every aspect of your life equal attention recognize that there will be moments or seasons when you need to direct more focus and attention to one area of your life because it demands it And as a result, there will be other areas of your life that may not get the same level of attention. And I think that we can all relate to that. Maybe your inbox right now is overflowing or your laundry basket is full or your house is looking crazy, (laughs) Um, but you're really killing it in another area. Surrendering to imbalance is really the art of mastering self-compassion and it helps us to recognize that it's okay and also it calls us to not internalize that guilt of feeling like hey it's okay that maybe something is working really well in one area of my life and another area it's not exactly where I, I want it to be but I'm aware of that and it's all right 
Because ultimately, nobody has everything all together, no matter how much we share online that everything looks that it's okay. And it's precisely in those moments when we feel those twinges of guilt or shame or feeling like you're not doing enough is that that is the moment when you have to extend yourself the amount of grace. And that again goes back to why it's so important to put the self into self-care is to recognize like what is that feeling and what can I do for myself in that moment to help support me to recognize that everything is going to be okay. Now tip number two is to stop grinding for the gram and essentially what I mean by that is it's time for us to stop living for other people the approval of other people for the input of other people and underlying out of all of that is this desire to always look like we have something on the go that we're busy essentially 24 7 And I think we all know at this point that there's a very big difference between being busy and being productive. Now, if you're listening to this, I probably bet that you maybe are an entrepreneur or you have um, entrepreneurial um, aspirations. Maybe you have a passion project, a side hustle. Maybe you've monetized a passion and you've probably had those moments where you feel like you can't really take a break (laughs) because you should be using every waking hour or moment that you have to be working on that passion and bringing it to fruition and if you feel like that it's totally okay I hear you I've been in that place before because everywhere you look there's a lot of pressure to be constantly on the move making things happen ensuring that you're getting to the next level this feeling of not wanting to be ordinary and wanting to always get things done. And if you are an ambitious or an achiever personality, I know firsthand that you love setting goals. You probably set goals and then set some more and you thrive on having those high standards for yourself. But I want you to be honest for a second and ask yourself if you've ever felt guilty for taking a break. Or have you felt the pressure to keep working or appear as if you always are working on social media because you don't want to get left behind? Now, if the answer to this, those questions are yes, you know, there's no shame in that because I've been there myself and I can tell you with assured confidence that you have permission to rest. You have permission to pause And you don't ever have to feel pressure to share everything that you're doing. Now, a couple of resources that I want to share more on that topic that can help you with cultivating a little bit more of that compassion for yourself and grace to recognize that it's okay to take a pause is a great book called Rest, which is the subtitle to that is Rest, Why You Get More Done When You Work Less. And it's by Alex Sue Young. 
And there's also, if you use the Calm app, which is one of my personal faves, there's a masterclass um, based on this book that's read by the author and it goes through some amazing tools on the power of rest and why it's so important um, within our well-being and self-care journeys. And another book that I think would be really great is a book by Greg McEwen, and it's called Essentialism. And it's essentially talking about the disciplined pursuit of pursuit of less. And it's really about how to learn how to focus on getting more done by doing less things um, and more so in the way of the power of focus and recognizing where we're directing our energy and why. So tip number three in terms of how we can put more self into our self-care is to invest in our joy. Now, that essentially means to invest in your happiness and your emotional health. And the reason why this is so important is because what is the point of chasing success, trying to be successful, if you don't feel happy or feel whole? It's important for us to prioritize time to nurture our relationships and make time for the things that make you happy. Goals are important, but not if chasing them takes out all of the joy in your life. So ask yourself, like, what is something that you do that's fun, that's non-work related? Like, when's the last time that you did something just for the sake of it and not for a direct result or to make money or to achieve some certain outcome? For me personally, one of the things that I prioritize this year is picking up a creative hobby. You know, I love working out, um, but for me, I was like, you know, I want to stretch myself and do something that's completely outside of my comfort zone and that I do for the purpose of just for trying something new, just for fun, something that I'm not going to be competitive and try to be the best or master it. Um, So right now I have started uh, piano lessons. I used to take uh, music lessons when I was a kid. And now as an adult, it's just something, you know, just to sit and focus on uh, something that's not work related. It's not something that I'm ever going to monetize that I can't monetize. And it's just for the simple joy of trying something new and just putting myself in an uncomfortable uh, position just for the purpose of growth. So for yourself, like maybe it's reading, maybe it's dancing. Um, I have friends who love uh Muay Thai and karate, there's like all these different things that are out there. And I think sometimes we condition ourselves to always be so productive and working on ourselves, working on things. And we need that time and space to connect in creative ways. And this is how we cultivate that stronger self-awareness because it's in those like calm moments when we are in that state of flow that we get to learn more about ourselves. We get to see what are the things that make us happy? What are the things that um, bring us joy? What are the moments where we get those like nuggets of inspiration? And you need that when you're in a space where you're not feeling stressed. So 
beyond that, studies have shown that having a creative hobby, such as like, for my case, like playing a piano or musical interest instrument, it can result in a measurable decrease in our cortisol. So cortisol is our stress hormones. And essentially, by engaging in things that bring us into that state of flow, it helps our bodies feel more at peace and um, have us be more in a, in a regular, a regulated state um, versus, you know, these times when we are constantly in states of anxiety. Like, for instance, when we're like scrolling all the time, that actually spikes <laughs> our anxiety levels. So not only does having Uh, a creative hobby or investing in our joy and just investing in things that make us happy, not only does it help us feel more calm and centered and bring us joy, it also helps with our health. Now, tip number four about how we can um, put more self into our self-care is to not to overcomplicate things. Now, I think a lot of times when we say we don't have time for self-care or we sort of push it to the side of something that we need to do later on because it's not a priority is I think it comes down to the fact that sometimes we're overthinking it like way too much. And the first I the first thing to remember is that our self-care practices, they don't have to look like what other people are doing. Um, It doesn't have to look like what's on Pinterest. It doesn't have to look like what you see on Instagram, like a big fancy retreat or big massages or things like that. The real goal is to focus on your well-being and to create space for yourself without pressure. So it can be as simple as cultivating space to become more self-aware and practicing self-love and self-compassion. Like that is real true when you get right to the root of it is how you can put more self in your self-care is like learning how to be more self-compassionate with yourself, like learning how to look at yourself in the mirror and appreciate who you are, even though you're not yet the person or in the space or place that you want to be. So, you know, self-care can just be as simple as taking some conscious breaths throughout the day. It can be setting an intention for what you like to achieve you know, in a certain moment or certain day before you leave the house. It can be just simple as just drinking enough water during the day to make sure you don't become dehydrated and tired. So for me, I have like a set of like non-negotiables when it comes to self-care. And essentially those are things that I commit to do, uh, doing on a regular and daily basis to ensure that I'm feeling good. So for me, my question to you is like, what would be your self-care non-negotiables? Like, what are the things that you are already doing? Or maybe you're not, but you feel that you want to start cultivating more time and putting more self into your self-care. Like, what are maybe three things that you can start doing um, to have those non-negotiable habits? And I think the key with this is to keep it super simple. It can be just drinking more water. It can be shutting off your phone at a certain time every night or just taking, you know, changing the the screen um, on your laptop in the evening so you're not impacted by the blue light. Like just super, super simple. Like what are some things that you can do that are your non-negotiables? Because the point is that self-care isn't too much work if you make it part of your lifestyle instead of something that you have to make time for. 
So just a bit of food for thought there. And the last piece of putting some more self into your self-care is to remember that you are not your work. And essentially what I mean by this is that you're not defined by how much you achieve, by the business or the job that you have, or how many goals that you complete. You are not, your identity is not based on how productive you are, how much money that you make, how much, how many followers that you have online. And the reason why I I, want to say that, and it's a big reason why this podcast exists is because it's so easy for us to focus so much on big wins, the next big idea, put a lot of pressure on ourselves to become this big version (laughs) of, you know, who we think we should be. And it's so important to remember that your self-worth is not dependent on the adulation, on the adoration of other people. So I want you to remember that experiencing a setback, you know, being in a season right now that isn't great, it doesn't equate to you being a failure. The amount of money that you have in your bank account is not a true representation of the value that you bring to this world. And it's important to, you know, start looking at the seasons maybe that you might be in that are so great or the obstacles that you might be experiencing right now to reframe those challenges as chapters in your journey they're a chapter and they're not representative of the entire book because we can't celebrate the hustle that's required in achieving our goals if we don't also acknowledge the grit and the perseverance that needs to accompany it so one self-care practice that's helped me be remind uh, cognizant of this lesson is that over the years um, I like to write letters to myself. I also also uh, record audio notes on my phone that I like to listen to. Um, I call them like my virtual pep talks. <laughs> and they serve as a reminder to let me know that I'm okay, um, that I am enough, and that no matter how many um things that I accomplish, like I'm grateful for them, but they don't define who I am. They don't define my value. You know, if I stopped accomplishing things tomorrow, it doesn't mean that I cease to exist (laughs) as a valuable person. Um, And the reason why I do this is because, you know, a lot of times we can feel like be in a season of feeling like really awesome and really inspired. Like um, we're just hyped up to make things happen but then we might experience a lull and you know sometimes anxiety might creep in or we might have some challenges or you know step into a a season where things aren't so great and the self-doubt starts to creep in you know that's when you need the self-care the most right and why it's so important to be consistent with things on an ongoing basis because it starts to build up that resilience in you so that you don't when you do get knocked down it doesn't feel so 
devastating, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Like it, it's still going to hurt. You're still going to have moments where things aren't going to feel so good. But if you're so consistent of putting that self back into your self-care, of learning how to practice that self-love, learn how to be more self-compassionate with yourself, recognize that you as a person is not defined by all of these external things, it really helps you to cultivate that strength and that inner sort of um, resilience to know that you can conquer anything. And no matter how many times you get knocked down, you are able to get back up. So just to recap some of the five tips that I just shared on how to put a little bit more self into your self-care, the first one is to surrendering to imbalance. Number two is to stop grinding for the gram. So AKA recognizing that you don't always have to be busy 24 seven and distracting ourselves. Tip three is to invest in your joy. Tip number four is to stop overcomplicating our self-care. And tip number five is to remember that you are not defined by your work. Now I hope these five pieces of advice help you and my parting advice is to remember that all of the things that are fighting for your attention all of your goals your desires they all have one thing in common now this is a piece of advice that was shared by a really amazing friend of mine and all those things that are fighting for our attention they have those one things they have one thing in common and that one thing is you your hustle requires you. It requires your presence, your action, and for you to feel that you're at your best. Now, I just want to take a moment to thank you for tuning into season one of Filtered Perceptions. It's been a joy uh, working on this project. It really, truly is a passion project for me. Um, don't really know... <laughs> Um, where the end goal of this is going to lead me but I'm just really excited to just be on this journey and continue to share stories of amazing individuals and more so than anything for us to just put that more of that self back into our self-care um, and to recognize that we are not defined by what we do and uh, to unravel a lot of the perceptions of what we feel and need to be successful because success really ultimately is defined by what you make it to be. So thank you so much for tuning in to season one. We'll be uh, on a short break and season two will be back in about two months. Uh, but until then, I encourage you to stay connected with us on Instagram. Uh, we are actively posting and engaging with our community at Filtered Perceptions, as well as we have a website with all of our uh current episodes as well as our reflection questions for each episode at filteredperceptions.co now if you enjoyed this episode i would love if you'd share it with a friend or if you feel inspired to leave us a review on apple podcast that really will help us to be discovered by even more listeners and i appreciate each and every one of you who have 
downloaded, subscribed, and shared your feedback. So until season two, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in season two.